Welcome to Challenge Accepted, a new podcast series from the CBF, which has been developed from the experiences of families in and around Kent. Whilst working with families around the topic of their own well-being, we heard loud and clear that a lot of advice and support around well-being isn't really that helpful. When do I find time for a yoga class? How can I plan time for myself? Who's going to take care of my child? And how do we share time as a family? Ultimately, we found the biggest thing that helped was sharing experiences with other families and finding out what worked for them. So here it is, challenge accepted. Welcome to a special Christmas episode of Challenge Accepted. Everyone at the CBF would like to wish you a peaceful and happy festive period and a happy new year. We know that for lots of families, their Christmas will be different to that of other people and how the media and TV portray it. However you and your loved ones spend your Christmas and New Year, we hope there are some happy times to enjoy. When we recorded our interviews with families to make the first series of podcasts, we heard lots of really creative ways of making the everyday accessible to someone with severe learning disabilities, be that an adult or child. So, we asked each family carer to talk to us about Christmas. How do they feel about it? How do they make it work? And just how do you get through the most wonderful time of year when you have a family member whose idea of wonderful is everything nice and predictable without flashing lights or surprises? Thank you very much. We hope if you're listening and feeling a bit isolated or lonely, you'll know that you're not alone in feeling that way. And if you are looking for ideas about how to do Christmas for your relative, you might find some golden nuggets in these conversations. We used to have everybody come to our house for, um, it wasn't for Christmas dinner, it was just to exchange presents at Christmas. So there was quite a big gathering at Christmas for cousins and aunties and uncles. And my son used to really, really like it. And everybody was quite accepting that he would open their presents as well because he just saw that all the presents that needed unwrapping were for for him to do. So everyone was really good about that and he would often open everybody else's present. But... um, as time went on, and unfortunately he, he did have a crisis around the age of 14 and his behaviour escalated quite considerably. So really since then, um, we've not really had lots of family coming to the house anymore. Um, we don't necessarily celebrate his birthday on his actual birthday because we can't interrupt his routine of the dates that he comes home for home visits. So... We often will celebrate, if his birthday fell on a Wednesday, we wouldn't celebrate it until the Saturday and he doesn't get told it's his birthday until the Saturday. Um, so we change things around, so his birthday changes. Christmas is more predictable for him because that seems to follow a pattern. But what we've now found that we have to do what he wants to do, whereas we would love him home for a week. We would love him home for more than just a couple of nights. But that's shrunk a little bit because he prefers to be back at his house, having his routine, dealing with the familiar faces. So we we have a different Christmas than we used to and what we would like, and we have a very different birthday than what we would like. But um, equally, he still does like opening his presents. He likes blowing candles out on his cake. Um, but once the presents are open, he doesn't show any interest in them whatsoever, <laughs> um, unless it's CH, so he can have some chocolate. <laughs> but he doesn't show any interest in his presents, but it's as much beneficial for us. We enjoy that. We've given him his presents. We've experienced a Christmas yeah. morning with him, you know, since he was born. And he's he's liked that he, and he's enjoyed that. And you have to take those little positives and those wins. And he, you know, that's our... 
our Christmas now, and that's what suits him and stops him becoming distressed. So we do what he needs to be done. So yeah, different birthdays and Christmas is um, just for about an hour, first thing Christmas, probably after that. And he often will say it's finished. Um, and, you know, over the years, Boxing Day was when he used to take the Christmas tree down, you know, <laughs> quite quickly and he yeah. would remove all the decorations. But fortunately, his brothers were a little bit older once he started doing that. So he found Christmas, you know, he enjoyed the Christmas morning part of it, but it was, you know, the activity yeah, yeah. as far as he was concerned was finished. So the tree comes down, the baubles. So we would often put the Christmas tree away, if not Christmas night, then Boxing Day, because he couldn't cope with it anymore being in the house. You know, it was... It was done as far as he was concerned, but yeah, we've we've got lots of nice memories of lots of nice bigger Christmases, but they're not the same now, and that's just to suit his his needs, not ours, and that's what it's all about. Him at the end of the day, we had loads of Teletubbies recorded on our skybox, and they came to upgrade the skybox, <gasps> and I didn't want them to because it, it was all the recordings that he yes. liked. Yeah. So the night before they came, we had a stepladder set up in the living room with the camcorder on, <laughs> recording the Teletubbies, because we couldn't get those versions it, no. you know, before YouTube yes. and everything yeah. so that we could access those. So we actually, I have a camcorder indoors yeah. with several episodes of Teletubbies <laughs> recorded on my camcorder. Wow. <laughs> Christmas in the snow was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there was Christmas in Sweden. He liked to watch the children singing all oh, their Christmas songs that they have across the world. So, yeah, we've got those oh, on it's, one, it's, it's not one upon a it's, it's a Christmas VHS. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and that you'll you be watching in August. Or, well, we yeah. have it on in August. I mean, yes. it, even today, he's probably yeah. got it on today. Yeah, yeah. You know, 30 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> September and there's Christmas blend for yeah, the house, yes. but it's it makes him happy. Of course, yeah, and calms him down. Yeah. So, but when that goes, you think, oh my god. I know. I don't know what is happening this Christmas. Um, the last couple of years have been. They've each had their own kind of uh, dynamic. Um, I mean, a few years ago, I, I mean, this is going back about eight years, actually, maybe 10 years. I, I became the kind of host for my brother and his family and my sister and her family and my family. And um, it, it was, I mean, in hindsight, just, just too much actually to be, to be the host for everybody staying for, for three days and, you know, cooking and hosting and looking after Madeleine, even though, you know, my brother-in-law would you know, help with the cooking and someone else mm. would help with this. Um, and I think after a few years of doing that and kind of burning out of it, I, um, I also had to start saying, you know, if Madeleine is playing up, I'll just need to go to the bedroom with her. So please, you two just you just carry on cooking. And even if I don't appear, don't stop the Christmas dinner. You know, so having mm. to put those um, plan B options in place. And then, um, and then actually I chose not to, not to host <laughs> 12 people for three days after that. Um, yeah. Personally, I find, I find it a little bit lonely. Mm. Um, and, you know, I've had a couple of Christmases where it's just been, me and Madeline, um, and while that's calmer, it's it's a little bit uh, sad. So, uh, 
I think last year, what did we do? My sister and her family came over, perhaps on Boxing Day, if I recall correctly. So we kind of had the, um, you know, the, the lovely, you know, Christmas Day or whatever. I, I honestly can't remember actually whether it was Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or Boxing Day. But anyway, whatever it was, it was it was very nice. Yeah. And um, my brother-in-law did the shopping, did the cooking, and he and his family did all the kind of tidying up. So that was that was perfect. <laughs> Delegate um, the job. It sounds but, like is a good tip. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I find this a kind of diff- difficult subject because I haven't got, you know, I live in a part of the country where I'm not from, so I don't mm-hmm. have relatives here. Yeah. Um, so if people come to us, they are they are staying, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're staying the night or the weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only have Madeleine. I haven't got other children mm-hmm. to... I mean, yeah, sometimes that's easier, right? I've only got one child to focus on. But on the other hand, I I can feel a little bit sad that there aren't other children who can, I don't know, ba- balance that out and yeah. still give you that family life you, well, I hope to have had, you know, didn't it didn't turn out that way. So I guess some of this, you know, I have to practice myself. I, you know, take joy in my friend's children or, you know, my sister's daughters and, um, you know, make sure that they, they, well, I give them and they give me some of the things that I would have wished, um, you know, could could have been different if, if Madeleine didn't have her difficulties or if there had been other children. Um so, yeah, I think just trying to be, I think I need to dial down the perfect family Christmas yeah. image mm-hmm. um, that, that I can have. Um, don't focus too much on all of that lead up, you know, November, December time mm. with the songs and all the kind of stuff around. And, you know, I just have to kind of a bit dial it down and a bit kind of ignore some of it and just go for a version of Christmas that's pleasant I remember a couple of years ago thinking I'll just think it's just like having a nice Sunday dinner and we'll watch a film and then the expectations won't be any higher than they would be for just having a nice Sunday you know a Sunday roast and watch a couple of movies and have some you know some nice wine or whatever Um, and that's helped me I think not create too I don't know big an expectation and then disappointment that can that can follow but again it's a bit like the things I talked about earlier I don't I I don't realize this for for quite a few years sometimes it can take me quite a long time to um to realize what what's happening and and come up with a better solution yeah and other families have said to us, you know, to give yourself permission, give yourself permission to not do the perfect family day out, whatever that is, you know, give yourself permission to not do the perfect Christmas, because, you know, after all, it is just an elaborate Sunday roast, isn't it? You know, so I think I know, you know, it's difficult for you to talk about it, and I really appreciate you talking about it. And I know you weren't expecting to talk about about Christmas, but thank you for sharing that because um, it sounds like you've been on a, a journey and sort of sort of grown and 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 realised things. Um, 
how to um you know focus on what's important and you know maybe not think about having everything perfect but just having it perfect for you and and your daughter and it sounds like you know it is perfect for her she's going out she's doing things and and that's fantastic yes and then you know when her cousins come around and you know an aunt and an uncle come around she's always very happy to to see them mm. um but it might need to just be in smaller doses than um than three days yeah. for example <laughs> yeah And you touched upon, you know, Christmas before, but Christmas is, well, I'm sure Joey knows when Christmas is coming up. (laughs) But it's not so far away and we might be publishing this around then. How do you manage occasions like Christmas where, you know, what works for you might not be the kind of traditional sort of, um, you know, perfect, whatever perfect is, Christmas. Well, this is where it's quite interesting because she loves Christmas Mm. and her idea of a Christmas isn't totally different to a traditional Christmas in terms of... She expects the same things to happen, but she doesn't necessarily engage with them herself, does she? She needs... She gets the same presents every year. Every She's the world's easiest person to buy Christmas presents for. There's no sitting down going, what on earth are we going to get Joe this year? I know I'm going to get her jolly stories, a woozit. I mean, yeah. there's a list. We, we get her other stuff as well. Yeah. But, but actually, she's... the things that she really wants and enjoys the most is when she unwraps something that she's had, that she's had before. many times Are before. you finding, this came up in another conversation, are you finding that those things are getting harder to find yes. and more expensive? Yes. Like some of our families were talking about like very specific Thomas the Tank Engine oh. DVDs that are oh. now through the roof expensive. Uh, absolutely. I mean, the other thing, well... Jolly Stories is a favourite thing in the world. It, the book Jolly Stories, and we've got four upstairs. But um, don't tell Joey. Don't tell Joey because Joey That's often. That's for this Christmas. Joey Christmas. often writes, "Look, Jolly Stories," because she's got an inkling that there might be Jolly Stories in the house. And we have to say, "No, it's at Christmas. We don't have any Jolly Stories in the house," which is a lie because there are there are four upstairs <laughs> in, in in Mum and Dad's cupboard. Um, so she's really easy to. But yes, the other thing she does is she finds photos on the iPad taken oh, from God. years ago and yeah. she'll find a specific it won't even be the whole toy it will be a detail of a toy that she's remembered and she'll point at it and she says she wants this oh, they don't make them anymore <laughs> they don't yeah even Sometimes if you can identify it, it, it is, it's yeah. anyway but christmas she likes um the routine so it'll be get up it'll be have some christmas breakfast it'll be the tree it'll be presents under the tree it'll be all the routine, the meal, the putting the tablecloth on the table for the meal. She won't sit and eat with us. She stopped eating at the table 14 years ago. <laughs> Not quite that long. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but she simply won't. She won't tolerate it. Yeah. And she won't eat Christmas. She's got an eating disorder, so she she will eat whatever we can get her to eat. Um, she went through a phase of having dough balls for Christmas dinner. But she likes all of that, and then she likes it when we play Yahtzee at Christmas. We never play Yahtzee. I can't even remember playing Yahtzee. I don't even know how to play Yahtzee, but she's got it in her head that that's what we do. You have done it. So, so have... as far as she's concerned, if it's happened once and she's remembered it, it must happen every year. So um, so she's good. The problem with Christmas and her is that as soon as Christmas is over, she knows that. Yeah, she absolutely crashes. Absolutely She's usually crashes. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, she has a little crash straight afterwards. 
and then she has a proper one after it's bye bye Christmas tree, doesn't she? She gets she gets obsessed with knowing when it's bye bye for oh, things. Yeah. So if anybody comes, like you know, say say my mum or or Sean's mum come and stay in the house for a night or two, um, Joey is constantly like doing waving at them as soon as they get here. Um, and it's not that she wants them to go; it's that she needs to know when they are when they going. Are going yeah. yeah. And it's the same with the Christmas tree. You know, she's obsessed with the Christmas tree all year round, isn't she? And then as soon as the Christmas tree goes up. She has to ask when when it's bye bye, and then yeah. we have to work out what date that will be, and then we have to count the fingers, you know. And, and, and so today is Tuesday, tomorrow is Wednesday, and blah blah blah, until you get to the point, and that day is bye bye Christmas tree, and then each day you have to mm-hmm. keep doing that. Yeah. Um, but we try and elongate Christmas as much as possible for her, so it starts a lot earlier than starts a lot earlier than. Uh, so we go to like Birmingham, so she has a Christmas in Birmingham with grandma's blue christmas tree and all the routine that that involves and then she'll have christmas here and then we might try and elongate christmas this year she's got a respite day on the 27th so that's going to make christmas last a bit longer and then then we're doing doing grandma christmas tree after that and then we're doing grandma christmas tree after so actually christmas day is then followed by quite a lot of christmas so i think we've done that quite well but then january is just yeah difficult month very 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 difficult week i would say and then yeah the, the, I think once she's back in the school routine, it's usually okay. It's that bit, isn't it? Yeah, After the, yeah. The little dip. And she likes some um, fireworks on New Year's Eve. Uh, it can be a bit tricky. I'm not going to lie. Um, the, the one thing that I'm looking forward to Christmas this year is because I know my holidays will start three days before the children's holidays so I'm looking forward to the three days yes. but when, when the kids are out of school it's, it's quite hard it's not helped by the fact that it gets dark so early lots of things happen indoors mm-hmm. I mean you get things like um, it's slowly moving towards more like um, autism friendly pantos and things like that but you still have to go to places you still have to kind of take a pant that when you get there she will be okay with activities and it is probably the most isolating time of the year mm-hmm. because at least in the summer holidays even if it rains there's more daylight you can be outside so on but um very very hard around christmas the charities and support services close on some dates as well mm-hmm. and we've had sort of a bit of so for us because things have gone more difficult as my daughter has become older, more challenging behaviours and so on. We stopped going to Spain for Christmas and things like that many years ago to avoid the family crowds. Mm. So we've had quite a few Christmas on our own and then we've had other Christmases where we got invited to somebody's house, a relative's house nearby. But that, yeah, that, that won't happen or that probably won't happen most years because it's a change too much for her. Mm-hmm. So then if we are having a Christmas meal with somebody else, maybe we do it on a day when it's not Christmas. Yeah. So that's something that people could do, to sort of do Christmas Day on their own, but mm-hmm. then if their child is able to access an activity or do something else, that could be the day where they do something and change your expectations so if if my daughter doesn't want to open her presents because she's lining up you know other things fine if she wants to open a present today another one tomorrow 
also fine. We've had years where she's completely taken like 90% of the Christmas trees decorations off. Okay. Another year she doesn't want to touch them. Also okay. We just we just sort of build it around her. Um, you know, we've had years where we actually took the tree down very, very early. I think one year on New Year's Eve because it was just too much. Um, but it changes year on year. Mm. The same that with the birthdays, it changes year on year. So when she was very young, she wasn't interested at all in presents. Now she's a bit more interested. And ironically, the fact that my son's birthday is three days before her, it sort of gives her like a warm up to the idea of <laughs> birthday because she sees the banding, she sees the presents, the cards. So when her day comes around, she's kind of been reminded because we've been telling her, and look, your birthday is in three days, in two days, oh, it's tomorrow. And then when the day comes, she's sort of not as surprised. So maybe if we put the decorations a few days before, mm. I mean, over the years we've done sometimes countdowns, countdown calendars, and we laminated it, and then we sort of counted the days until she, not until Christmas, the days until she got back to school, mm-hmm. which is what she wanted. Yeah. I appreciate it's not what all children will want, but that's what she wanted. That's every theme back. So we've, so we've sort of counted that and try and keep the things that we could from her routine. So, you know, like a shower in the morning, a shower in the evening, a walk mid-morning, a walk mid-afternoon. So try and sort of keep those things back in place. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter does have ritualistic behaviors. So we just, you know, in, in my ideal world, those behaviors will be reduced and more manageable at some time in the future. But I wouldn't worry about that at Christmas time because that's the time to sort of let her relax and do what she needs to do. And I guess maybe trust your instinct because I recently bought some, uh, pump, they were like clear perspex style pumpkin decorations and they had a light inside with a little battery that you can and i bought them because i thought my daughter would like them but i also noticed that inside and they were like 20p or something they were very cheap inside Mm -hmm. they had like threaded paper of different colors and my sort of thought was i hope she doesn't find a way to open them because she will want to take that because she likes the feeling of threaded things she found a way but we were out of the room so we went out let her with the babysitter came back two hours later i actually had to vacuum three times three times to get the bits out of every room because they were like so kind of finely threaded and that was the thing that had excited her that she found a way to open the pumpkins and i thought my gut feeling was don't get the pumpkins but i thought don't be silly this is going to be okay and then i thought you know what you just need to trust your gut feeling if it's you feel it's going to be for good for you you do it if you feel like this is going to complicate things further don't really need to have banking decorations i can just you know decorate in another way oh thank you for sharing that eva i think it's it's really really helpful um and you know the the sort of one trust in your gut because you know your your child your relative better than than anybody else is is a really good tip but also um you know about doing things on different days and stuff like that it doesn't all have to be on the 25th of december does it around christmas yeah 
And and I mean, two was it two years ago? Two years ago, we had a problem. We had an issue, and I think I would have done it differently. But basically, we went to a relative's house for Christmas, and we don't go there very often. So probably it would have been good preparation to go there, maybe two or three times before for a short visit. And the format of the day was really odd for my daughter, I suppose, because she she wanted to eat. Christmas Day lunch was later, so I should have like taken more snacks and things for her. And then the other thing is it was one of the sort of open plan kitchens where people are preparing the food for you, but you're there and you're having little appetizers. And then my daughter was like, well, you just given me a baby sausage or cocktail sausage or something. And where is the rest of the food? Right? <laughs> yeah. Where is the main food? And the main food wasn't coming for like another hour or hour and a half. But that doesn't work for her. She needs all the food in one go yeah. as soon as she arrives. And now I'm thinking, well, it would have been it would have been better if I had found out at what time the main course was going to come and then just say, this is the time that we can come up and we'll stay later and illumin- um, um, eliminate other, other triggers. Like there were things like lit candles, not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrap chocolates in bowls, even a worse idea, you know, mm-hmm. because because she's gonna see chocolates, she's gonna think it's there. Well, it's for me, or you, you know, you yeah. give me a chocolate, and then it's like as soon as we were like removing the candles, hiding the chocolates, you know what I mean? When you're out of your space, you realize how much you've made the space secure and tailored around, you know, your person with with challenging behaviors around my daughter we don't have we got locks in the cupboards because she can help herself to you know have a block of cheese of the fridge or three slices of bread or something like that so we got locks in the cupboards there are no scissors or knives they're all in a kind of shelf much higher than me there's no breakable things like photo frames the windows are locked so lots of things like that to make it all secure for her. But when you go into somebody else's space, those things, those things don't happen. That's so difficult, that question. Um, I think, I think you have to kind of, it is difficult because Christmas, some people love Christmas, don't they? And they wish they have this idyllic view of, you know, they see the roar and fire and the presents around the tree and the carols and this, that and the other. And you think, oh, if only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not it's not real for a lot of us parents with our or, or any disabled child. It's not, it's not, no, it doesn't happen, all that thing. So... With my, all I can say is that with myself, you just have to go with it. You just have to go with what they as hot as as weird as it is. You have to go by what they how they feel, and if they're struggling with something, they don't like it. With my son, he has the tree up for about a week beforehand, and then on Boxing Day it has to come down because Christmas is finished. Mm-hmm. Christmas Day is finished, so therefore Christmas is finished. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't understand that it goes on and on and on for a few more weeks after. He doesn't understand that. We have to get back to normal um, mm. after after Christmas Day. So everything comes down, which I'm happy with. I don't mind. I have a good cleanup. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I honestly, that's, it's, that's all I can say is just go with how they are. 
yeah. um, because it's it's best in my eyes it's best to go with let them take the lead on Christmas it's best to go with that than to have any upsets or yeah. or behaviors or anything like that it's not worth it just go with what they they feel yeah. and do yeah So there we have it, relatable experiences, thought-provoking ideas and the acknowledgement that it can be really hard to navigate the Christmas period. If you are finding things difficult, please see the links for ideas of where to get support. The Samaritans offer a listening ear throughout the Christmas period and it can really help to verbalise things to a stranger. A big thank you to everyone who helped with this episode. And whatever you're up to this Christmas, be kind to yourself as well as everyone else. And remember, there are other episodes of Challenge Accepted in the series, so do listen to those. I'm Gemma, and this has been Challenge Accepted. See you next time. Thank you to everyone who featured in this episode, especially the families whose experiences have fed into the series, and to the Collier Ferguson Charitable Trust for supporting us in making this series, and to James Hoodless for producing the podcast. The Challenging Behaviour Foundation is a UK charity focused on the needs of children, young people and adults with severe learning disabilities whose behaviours may challenge and their families. Please visit www.challengingbehaviour.org.uk to find out more.